0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. This is UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Discover a positive path for spiritual living. Welcome to Voices of Unity with Reverend Jackie Fernandez, Reverend Skip Jennings, and Faith Rivera.
2: Oh, it's a dance oh, wow. party today! <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, that was amazing. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Voices of Unity. I'm Reverend Skip Jennings.
0: Rev Jackie Fernandez. Aloha from Faith Rivera, and welcome to all of you. Another <laughs> another day about love, love, love. Right, guys? Yeah, right. the good love, the good when love. What I was
2: doing was my version of the hula to circles. Oh. I was saying we need to create our own hula dance. To circles. That wasn't even close to being a hula, but it was something. And
3: then, yeah, and then we all started our own dance moves. Right? I thought it was a dance-off.
0: Like <laughs> It was. That was nice, Skip. You had nice waves going. I, I had nice
2: yeah. waves, yeah. but the rest, I don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so how are y'all doing? And
2: I'm going to ask, because I saw it on Instagram, y'all had the best, like, Valentine's Day. Hello. Oh. Y'all did some great things. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> How was your Valentine's Day? How was your week? I mean,
0: Faith went to Hawaii. I did. did.
2: Yes, you did. You went to Hawaii. Well,
0: okay, wait, wait, wait. It's my hubby's birthday today. So this was like his birthday week. So he took off on Valentine's Day and we just had a day, you know, together. Um, It was a pretty epic Valentine's day or i'm gonna claim a month <laughs> for <laughs> you me you always do i do i, do. I love well, that well you know when season for non-violence started i just okay. made a point of telling myself that my season of non-violence was going to be about nonviolent thoughts and you know to me it was all about me mm. and i noticed as my practice unfolded you know just a lot of love came in and candies and you know flowers and just yeah, I love I love that we get to practice what we talk about, and that you know we reap the the benefits. So yeah, no, so it's been a beautiful, beautiful Valentine's for sure. Yeah, good love. How about you, Rob Jackie?
3: You know, it's so interesting because um, my wife Tammy's birthday is the twelfth, so it was oh. right before Valentine's Day. Okay. So we did the birthday thing, and then we did the Valentine's. Yeah. <laughs> we kept it separate. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, it was beautiful. Valentine's Day itself was really just about family. We uh, had heart-shaped pizza with the kids, and then we had Aww. sugar cookies and let the kids do all the decorating, so it was icing galore. And <laughs> and then, uh, you know, we had one big family cookie, and, you know, Aww. so it was just, yeah, it was, you know, fun. They got us playing video games, you know, which just happens every so often. <laughs> so it was fun. Yeah,
0: it was a good day uh, for bonding. I- I kind of felt bad. Like I didn't, I, we were so busy like with parties. Oh, plus it was Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And yeah. And being ready for my hubby that I didn't, I forgot to give Valentine's to my kids and no one's like, it's okay. They're like, let this just be our yeah. day.
3: So yeah. So we Rev- did, we did manage to get out for a lunch. Okay. Just the okay. two of us. And it was okay. fun because we saw other parents, you know, okay. it like God, got a lunchtime <laughs> thing.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. Rev Skip, how was the Miami trip and your, didn't you have a beautiful Ooh. date with yourself? Said, uh,
2: no, no, I worked. <laughs> I worked so bad. About- Valentine's Day was on Monday, right? It was no, Monday. I know,
0: but I meant in general. Am I dreaming this? Was it in a dream I'm, that you told me you were going to treat yourself? And- I did.
2: I went to Miami on the Friday to visit my okay. one of my best friends, yeah. my longest friend in the whole world. We've been friends for 40 years. So that was the Friday, but it was a work. Valentine's Day is a work day, um, Monday. Um, but I do want to say it was my, it was my sister's birthday. That's um, right. yes. My sister made her transition. So Valentine's Day is very uh, bittersweet for me, and but mostly sweet. We just remember. So I call my mom, talk to my brother, talk to my family. We always remember those who have made their transition. This is part of a thing that we do. Yes. But it was still um I got lots of texts and people calling and Aww. saying happy Valentine. It was beautiful. It was an Aww. absolute beautiful day. But yeah. Um I was up in the staff meeting going working, <laughs> but we love our jobs, so that's what we do, you know, yeah. we love our jobs. So.
1: Love is
0: our career. That's <laughs> right. Well we're gonna continue last week,
2: yeah. We talked about love is our career.
0: We mm-hmm. did and we started the month with saying self love. So this this day we get to bring in, is it time? Can I- it's time. Oh, I guess yeah. it's
1: time. We're <laughs> yeah. excited. I'm
0: going to bring in probably my, one of my most favorite couples that Nolan and I look to with what's possible in our life. It is Reverend Marilyn and Kent Pels. They are the founders and teachers at Heart Space, Heart Space Teachings and also authors of a book, Forever Just Married. Wait, did I say it right? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Wow. And uh, we want to hear all their insight because not only, I mean, I know you, so I've seen it in your life, and we just welcome you. We're just so happy to, you know, talk to you about this relationship you've had that's been alive for 60 plus years, alive and thriving. So let's welcome them. Woo-hoo.
4: So when you, when you talk about Valentine's Day, I'm reminded that we participated in a video documentary called love competition,
5: oh, yes. and we
4: were put in, MRI. all of us who were in the competition were put in an MRI machine up at Stanford, and they, you, you were supposed to think about who you love, and that would uh, light up your brain, and the MRI would see it, <laughs> and that thing got a lot of traction around the internet, so a couple few years later, one of the networks in San Francisco called us.
5: About five years ago.
4: Interviewed us on uh, <laughs> Valentine's Day because, you know, we've been in this love competition. So we've had so many different experiences around our relationship yes. that are all just uh, fond memories. Mm, <laughs> yeah. That so, is absolutely. Oh. I have
3: a question. I mean, 60 plus Valentine's days together. Yeah. So is it is it still a thing for you? Do you still make time to celebrate your love on that particular day or is it just <laughs> it's like every day?
4: Yeah. yeah. Well, no, you don't I... know Marilyn Bell. She's every holiday is okay. a, is an excuse to have a celebration, a some side of sacred time. <laughs>
5: That's right.
4: So yes, I if, am of course way. we did.
5: Yeah. And we I I think the main thing that one of the things that I look to in our marriage because we are i mean we we would have spats about how to make the coffee i mean you know we can (laughs) we can argue about almost anything so we're we're both strong-willed but i think the thing that that um that i think is the glue that holds it together is that we uh, have trust and that we oh, and respect, have kept respect. And I, yeah and we kept even when our kids were little we made sure that one night a week was date night unfortunately we lived in kansas city and my mother was alive at the time and she took the kids as on date night she and my dad took the kids on date night and we just had one night a week that we set aside and i passed that on to my children and you, know, there are times when you think, "Oh, I don't have the money at that stage in your relationship." And what they found out, we were both working at the time, and, and they, are, we, they found out that it was really vital that they go do something. And if they had to get a babysitter, they had to, but it was time that they focused on each other.
4: Over the years, we've used <laughs> in our teachings, we've used a metaphor of a triangle. And if you think at the bottom of the triangle, there's you and me, and the top of the triangle is we. And our goal in our relationship was always to move up that triangle. And the fact that the triangle narrows means that you have to get rid of your own personal baggage to be open to the we. You can't be a we and still hold on to your old me stuff. So that's... We still do. We'll, we'll sit at the dining room table and have dinner and light the candles, middle of the week, anytime. And we'll get into these real deep conversations. And we'll ask ourselves, is there anything that's still not, not uncovered or that we need to work on? And I mean, our relationship, our, our, our conversations are so intimate now that uh, it's just uh, we, we're lockstep in life. That is so beautiful.
2: Absolutely wonderful. Um, So I'm going to um, tell on myself and tell on Reverend Marilyn. We were in ministerial class together at Agape University years and years ago. And you have a ministry together with your husband. Can you tell us a little bit about your ministry and what do you focus on in in the heart space? What do you focus on?
5: We focus on, first of all, somebody mentioned self-esteem at some point. We're, we feel we were fortunate that we both felt good about ourselves, because I think if you go into a relationship thinking this other person is going to complete me and make me whole, that's that's a recipe for disaster, in my opinion. And so, um, you know, uh, the, in our ministry, that's what we focus on. First of all, self-esteem and, and bringing in the uh, relationship of knowing that God is our source constantly, constantly, constantly. We're not each other's source. God is both of our sources, together as a we, and individually as you and me.
4: The other thing that's I would tell you about Heart Space is it's it's eleven years old now, and uh, in the early years we'd have over a hundred people in a room before pandemic, and then we'd hold these conferences in the summer where we would have three, 400 people and Ricky and Michael would come up a couple times and be our guests. Friend. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it was a huge, really uh, movement, but from the beginning, it was never really our congregation. Everybody that we include in our spiritual teachings come from other uh, spiritual centers around the San Jose area. So just like today, I mean, look at the, the mixture of people we have here today.
5: Yeah. And I don't know, maybe, Very fortunate. maybe
4: Agape is is the kind of the string. But Marilyn's two, uh, mentored several people. Dave DeLulo, who is now the Unity Spiritual Director yeah. here in San Jose. Cindy Edelson, who's now up at East Bay Agape. Yeah. And Lucy Witt.
5: Who's in Chicago.
4: Chicago. And, and Lucy and Cindy all went through. Agape Ministerial School, yeah. so it's so satisfying to have this broad uh, audience of people.
0: Well, Kent and Marilyn, I mean, even before you officially, you know, launched Heart Space Teachings, I mean, I think this ministry of love has always been strong for you. I mean, you used to take me in every time I flew up to sing at, you know, CSL San Jose, and you've always been bringing people together. So I have to ask you: when I first met you, I remember I I was envious that in your relationship or how you were on this spiritual path together. Like at that point, I was, you know, judging my Nolan, you know, saying like, oh, he's not on my path. Like, and, you know, but I I want to ask, because it's so interesting. Has it always been that way? And two, um, what changed? What was the biggest change I think you saw when you found new thought, right? Um, Because you have to have a personal journey, but then you make it a couple journey, you know, right. so.
5: Right, well, I think the interim in between, being an Episcopalian, and we were married in the Episcopal Church, between being Episcopalians and being, um, and finding agape, the the journey in between was, I was always searching. Um, I remember when my second daughter was born, she was just adorable. I looked at her and I thought, oh, she's beautiful. And there's more. And I thought, that's a weird thought. I just delivered a baby, and I'm saying, and there's more. <laughs> and, but it, there was always that that um, drive or yen inside of me that wanted more. And so I went through... Um, uh Georgia Lambert I met a woman named Georgia Lambert and I was with her for 5 years and I studied that and always I would bring it home to Kent and he was very receptive in fact he started joining the classes were called the nature of the soul and he started joining the nature of the soul and then I became nature of the soul teacher and then but the whole thing just kind of constantly evolved
4: yeah. But yes, we have been on the spiritual journey probably from the beginning. Yeah,
5: we didn't know it maybe at first.
4: But. We were fortunate. We met on a Friday on a blind date. Three or four days later on Tuesday, I asked her to marry me and she said yes. So we were engaged to be married in four days. Oh Six gosh. months later, we got uh, actually got married. Uh, the fireworks that went off in our early relationship were just amazing and we had five years without kids and it, it was a delicious five years yes. and we yes. found out that we have so much in common yeah including that uh, burr under the saddle that wants to know more about what life is all about but I think the biggest turning point for us was uh to r- realize that we had to take on the personal responsibility to tame our fears, our anger. We had to understand what that was all about and to find a way to move into a more loving nature all the time. And so that's, I think when, when that was revealed to us in the metaphysical world, that was that was a huge change for us. And so what was the
2: moment of when the kids entered into your life? How did the love, did the love like up a notch or did it get more expensive or did you find, well, tell me about the kids and how the kids entered in your life. Well, I know how they entered in life, but I, I know how that happened. But. I didn't take I about the, of
5: the uh, No, we really, we really uh, decided that we wanted to raise them consciously we uh, we when we moved to LA at one point we I kept in one week I heard three stories about uh, drinking and I said I turned to with kids with as. But yeah, the kids, the teenagers were get, breaking into the family bar and all sorts of things. And then Gallo was introduced, Ripple, to make everything sweet. And that they, so they'd like soda instead of soda pop. And so when I heard all these stories, I said, okay, I turned to Kent and I said, I think we ought to stop drinking altogether. We just need to get rid of all the alcohol in the house. And I don't want it to be an issue. I don't want to have any part of my house locked up or whatever, because the kids can't get into it. That's not who I am. I'm open. I've always been open.
4: You know, Skip, the the thing we've said is that you, you find out how good a parent you were when your offspring have their kids. So we look at our grandkids, yeah. and if we can see the values Passed through their parents to them. Yes, that's how we know we did a good job.
0: By the way, the last time I was with you, you were having a cocktail with your granddaughter that <laughs> <laughs> you made. <Yes. laughs> Full
2: circle. (laughs) Just called them out, Dave. I don't believe you just called them out on live air. You just called them out.
0: No, but I mean, you know, it's such an open relationship. They obviously work through that issue, right? Wait, but I got to ask though, Ken and Marilyn, because Skip asked you, because this is what Nolan and I have been through is when the kids came, I'll be honest. We, I, I'll take my part. I don't know what he did. I let my relationship with Nolan be last, like way last. You know, and we're and we're coming out of that. I mean, we've been out of it now, so we're on the other side. But so did you not go through any of those where life takes over, the work yeah. and the laundry yes,
5: and the course. tell us how you moved through that. Well, I remember when the, the big thing, my daughter, my first daughter was born in May, and uh I I was a hard worker in the garden. We had a big piece of land, and I I loved working in the garden. And so I stopped working in the garden and now it's the one time a year you work in the garden and Kemp felt very alone trying to keep up with everything so he was a little resentful and I didn't catch it for a while and then finally I said there's some sort of an edge here but again it was making that date night so at least one night a week we we focused on each other we you know we couldn't focus on anything else
4: you know, we, we try not to let anything fester. It, yeah. Faith, the minute you recognize that there was a distance developing with Nolan, you got to sit down and you got to go deep into your gut and say, what's going on? Our, our relationship is first. If we don't uh, manifest that and, and demonstrate that for our kids, then they're missing seeing a loving parent couple.
5: And that's what I think has been lasting is, I said, we have nothing to give our children if we can't show we love each other. We don't have anything to give them. And so somehow or another, you know, I felt I was guided and directed from the minute we got together. Well, from the minute I was
0: born, really. But Sounds like awareness is key. And, and I'm getting that lesson now. Really, what happens is you guys address it right away. You're so open. You have that trust. So you can be so open that you work through it. Instead of what will people do like me, right? Like you do let it fester. Then it's months, years. So you don't even know that person
5: anymore. No. So, And now you're resentful, but you don't even know you're resentful.
4: Yeah. yeah. Well, I was blessed to end up with Marilyn as my life mate because she is so conscious. Uh, We're so different. I'm sort of organized, so I know where I put my keys and my wallet and all that stuff. And Marilyn is so into relationships. She'll drop her purse, her keys, whatever, but she's focused on this person that she's interacting with. So then when it's time to go, she has no idea where she left her purse and her key, and it frustrates me. But I have to realize she's taking the higher road, and 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 so I'm I'm always learning from her. And I and I greatly appreciate that this ten married a seven or whatever. <laughs>
5: You know, I think we definitely learn from each other. We learn from, and I learned from my children. I learned from anybody I'm around because they're doing something differently in a different way than I do. And that we have a choice. It can cause friction or we can look at it and say, hmm, what would it be to be like that? And so I find that that's that's the best road.
4: The we concept is carried through our family. So yeah. Uh, we have one daughter and two grandkids that live in Boston and the other daughter and two grandkids live here in San Jose. But we all get together twice a year in the summer and at uh, Christmas. And when we do, it's just amazing how we all just flow together. We all have the same values. And um, the family is absolutely first for all of us. It's really really um we're so it's probably ego i'm so proud of our family and how functional they all are
5: and i'm just grateful (laughs) grateful. (laughs) well it's
3: beautiful beautiful story and I'm, i'm curious you know in the 60 years if um you know if we take a snapshot and you say, well, you just, you've got to sit down with it immediately when you start to feel the distance and you've got to unpack that. But did you ever find yourself in a pattern um, where you weren't doing that work or did you experience a time where your marriage was like pushed to its limit and you weren't sure that it was going to survive that?
5: Yeah, I, th- I think so. When I had two kids and <clears throat> I was still, uh, I wasn't teaching in the classroom. I was tutoring on the side. You know, so I put my daughter in the wind-up swing that had the little musical sound. And, you know, I I just uh, managed. But at some times, it would just seem like, oh, this is impossible. Because then all of a sudden, we'd have a, a spat over, again, something mundane, like uh, making coffee. And it would become World War Three. You know, it just would be... And way out of proportion to making coffee, way out of proportion. Well, like
4: most people, when we're in the thick of raising kids and I was in the thick of my business career, you know, it was it was a pretty typical life that we had to really watch ourselves that we didn't let those aspects of what we were involved in get in the way of our deeper relationship. And then ultimately we wrote a book about five years ago called forever just married yes.
3: I love it, that title <laughs> yes
4: which is the kind of you know what it felt like when you were first married so to try and keep that feeling in your marriage for 60 years is is interesting um, but it was it, it was a, a labor of love I'm not sure how many copies have sold but we have we were just really happy that we we did it.
5: Yes,
4: we were. <laughs> and we, and there, uh, there were times in early, when we first moved to Los Angeles, when the wild and crazy free lifestyle was pretty uh,
1: rampant. rampant.
4: And we got a little bit caught up in that. And you can read about it in the book. <laughs> but uh, our kids don't want to read that part of the book. <laughs>
5: <laughs> That's so great. We're, we're not.
4: Angels, we, we we've had our little feisty moments.
5: Yes. yes.
4: You no, know, Vice
2: vice is really good and I don't I don't know if we have time so I know we're about to go on a break. But um your number one rule for staying just married. What what is your first tip for us to are married to feel like they're just married. And guess what? I don't think we have enough time for that because we're going to go on a break too soon. So this is juicy. We're going to have to keep that until we, we come okay. back from our break. What? But but I, I need to get a copy of the book. Is it on Amazon? Yes, it is. Okay, yeah. I'm going to get a copy of the book and I'm not even dating, so... Uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> not yet.
2: <laughs> not yet, not yet. So, um, but yeah, that sounds well, like a that's great the best time to read it
4: because then you know what... How to behave and what values to hold when you're in a relationship. Well, that music
2: means that we're going on a break. We'll be right back with more with Marilyn and with Kent.
0: You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world.
2: Explore new thought philosophy and a lot more. Welcome back to Voices of Unity.
1: Our can be Peaceful as nature's hush And cooler than the blue sea Cause your love Loves in every season Your love Brace light into my space Your love Breaks the rhyme and reason It's perfect in every way Love. No matter if I am down No matter if it's my darkest day No matter what I may feel My constant is here to stay Ooh, cause, cause you're love, love. say Cause I'll always know I am cared for all my life
5: back to your question,
2: Skip. Um Okay. Well I just before we jump into because we're gonna get back to that. Um, you know faith are very I I, I got a bone to pick with you. Every <laughs> okay. week, every every week you bring in another song. I'm going, This is my favorite Faith song. This is another one. This is my favorite love song by faith. So every week you bring another song here. Tell us a little bit about that song. It's beautiful. It's It's your
0: love. I wrote with Zuriani Zonnefeld. Um, the, the amazing singer and artist that sang with me is Ernie Halter. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's talking about that constant, which is love. Yeah, it's so, so to- sweet. Thank you. Thank
1: you. <laughs>
2: so, Reverend Marilyn, we're back to that question that I was asking you. What was yeah. it?
4: <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I know, I
2: know what it was. <laughs> the number one tip for staying just married.
4: Yeah.
5: Okay, so I can. I'm giving you an example first uh, because the principle there isn't one word principle that I can come up with from this, but. When I had my first hip surgery, which was after I became a minister, and um, I, I was aware that Kent would take very good care of me, but we were having family night right before I was to go into surgery. So it was Sunday night, and so we were having family night, and I turned to him and I I mean I went into the other room and I started packing the things I needed to take to the hospital and my daughter said to me mom you have a little uh something's going on with you I can tell it are you anxious or what is it and uh I said yes I'm anxious and I said I'm not anxious about the surgery I know that you know I'll be taken care of all of that I said I'm anxious about the fact that I think Dad will take very, very good care of me, but he will resent the hell out of me. And I said, That scares me a lot, a lot, a lot. And she said, Well, let's get dad in here. And so he came in and we talked about it. And he said, No, no, no. And so I'm, those are the kinds of things that when you're conscious that your number one priority is to, uh, be open and available, and say the things you don't want to have to say to someone else. Then that openness uh, makes it so that you can form a deeper bond. Because then I could go into surgery feeling totally loved. He could be aware if he was going to be perfunctory, and so.
4: Well, the the other thing that we tell people is a success in a successful relationship. Don't keep score. Well, I washed the dishes last night, so you should wash them tonight. Or I, you know, I'm making these sacrifices. How come you aren't? You can't do that. Yeah. No keeping score. Yeah, it's it's you're each giving a hundred percent to the to the relationship. And the way you know when you're keeping score is judgment. If you feel you're judging your partner in any way, judgment is a form of um, not accepting something. You're judging rather than loving. Marilyn did a sermon last Sunday, and it was, um, there is no such thing as good and evil. That evil is only made up in the mind of man. Uh, judge and you know divide and separate, but in the spiritual life, in the in the world of source and God, there's only a good, and therefore the answer's always got to be yes. There's never a no, and so I couldn't say no. I'm I'm not going to take care of you without resenting you. I had to totally capitulate, and I had to clean up after whatever took while she was in bed (laughs) i did it and
5: and he did it with with a good spirit because i pick up that stuff i'm pretty intuitive so i pick up if there's not
4: and that's another thing i can't get away with anything because she's always got that sense (laughs) that hey get over here kid. That was not right. Kent,
0: Come here. <laughs> Kent and Marilyn, I thought you were my friends. Why didn't you tell us long time ago by not keeping score? That would have saved me, like.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. That's a very It good.
0: is. It is. And we're on the other side of that. It's night and day experience, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. but Okay. Go go ahead. Did you want to say one more thing about that? Okay. So I want to go, okay, how am I going to phrase this? First of all, Kent, I got to let everybody know I saw your picture on social media of you at what, 85 years old doing a yoga headstand, right? <laughs> um, physicalness, right? Keeping the body active and alive. I mean, I'm interested in that in in you know, keeping your relationship alive and thriving. And two, for me personally, I'm just going to say it on air is, one of my things that I'm looking to expand in is, um, yeah, I grew up Catholic. I'm very repressed around sexuality, and I know that would make our relationship go like woo. So I am here to learn and be open how about physicality? You know what I mean? Our bodies and this loving relationship.
2: Yeah. go. I,
3: I wish our
0: listeners could have seen. You Let's go, talk about woo! sex,
3: baby. There we yeah. go. That's what I meant to yeah. say. It
0: was like- <laughs> I mean, what we
2: say on the show is time to get down with the get down. So, Damn. Reverend Marilyn, we're going to get down with the get down.
5: Let's get,
3: let's get real down.
5: Yeah. Well, you know, a couple of things come to mind. First of all, um, I just read last Sunday in, the, in a New York Times article that talked about sex into 70s, 80s, uh, 60s, 70s, and 80s. And I think in all of life, adjustment is. Is what's needed. We need to be conscious enough and willing enough. And I think the we at the top of the triangle that I talked about earlier is what. And you could also put God at the top of that triangle. So both of those. But if if we is more important than is higher on the not more important, just higher uh, evolution. Then it's important that we. keep open to the constant changes in our bodies and so forth. We both have exercised our whole life before we ever, before there were health clubs. We in Kansas City, we, uh, I, I, we were living out in Overland Park and uh, I was driving and we went clear to Brookside the the Hillcrest there was the only health club that I ever knew of and I said this is
4: 1960 yeah, 61 <laughs>
5: 61 and I said we're gonna we're going to start to exercise and they had a men's side and a women's side they didn't mix them except you mixed for swimming that's the only thing but anyway so we both worked out and kept kept saying Marilyn this just isn't me the guys are holding their you know, checking their biceps to see if they're any better. He said, this isn't me. And I said, I know, but it'll keep us active. And it it keeps the blood flowing. And this, I had the synovial fluids going in the joints and everything. And so... Uh... So to this
4: day, we still belong to an athletic club. Yes, we do. But I want to go to the other half of this, which is just uh, last night as a result of this article... In new york times magazine we had another one of our deep discussions about sex and sex versus intimacy because the article said that the uh, sex over 70 doesn't have to be
5: penetration that would be the thank you
4: <laughs> that's the word <laughs> <laughs> but there are a lot of other things that you can do that are very intimate mm-hmm. um
5: I gave an example of a couple in their eighties that, you know, just created one time a week for sure, that was their time for intimacy, and they would cuddle and they would whatever. And I thought, well, yeah, that's sort of like what I did with date night. And I said, I thought, hmm, we've kind of gotten away from that, that might be interesting. And uh So we'll let you know. We're more spontaneous. We're more spontaneous than creating, you know, one time. In fact, the the time they created was Sunday morning. And I thought, I don't think that's the best morning. But the point is that, um, you know, it's more organic for us than setting aside the time.
2: And, you know, uh, Faith said, we saw you on Facebook, you were doing your inversion. And, you know, B.K. Iyengar, the creator, founder of Iyengar Yogas, that's, that's he did he, he did an invention. He did inversions for 30 minutes a day, every day, up until the point of his transition. Um, so if and he lived to be very, very much into the his, his years. Um, how important is yoga to you? Because I know you practice your yogi and a yogini. How important is yoga as a spiritual practice for the both of you?
5: Well, when I was teaching full time, uh, I found that every summer I wanted to learn something new, because obviously if I'm a teacher, I need to take classes to continue to want to learn. I just had a, a thirst for learning. So uh, one year I said, and my daughter was, my youngest daughter was in uh, college and she so she was home for the summer. And I said, I want to take yoga lessons. So I found a fellow in the neighborhood who taught yoga $5 an hour. Can you imagine how, I mean, just amazing. But the point was, Eddie was fabulous. He was a Nyingar specialist, in fact. And then Mindy said, I want to join you. Mindy's very athletic and always has been. (laughs) So um, anyway, so the two of us go to the Iyengar conference. And so the point- In San Diego, Diego, he came over live. Yeah, he came over live from India. Anyway, so the whole thing, we've just been, I've been obsessed with keeping my body in shape. You know, I mean, I may may have a few more pounds, but (laughs) I still am agile and keep my body in shape.
4: And our oldest daughter, Molly in Boston and her husband- they still they do yoga too, so they're into yoga,
5: and my daughter uh, here's into yoga, yeah, so everybody in the family stayed in and gotten yoga, and when we used to do it in l a my my son in law that lives here now said, "Uh, oh my God, you're a pretzel," and I said, "I think I was just born that way, so the thing that I'm doing more now is strength training because I need that to continue my strength. That's it for me. But exercise has always been important to me and it came natural to Kent. And so uh, I wasn't raised in an exercise family at all. And so uh, somehow or another, that was just, that was a gift that was given to me. Somehow or another, I was just, we need to exercise to get, stay straight.
3: So how do, do you feel like that has helped? Um, you know, I think, one of the gifts in yoga is just connection with your body. Right. Yeah. And so do you think that has helped, you know, you in your romantic life? Do you feel like there's, um, it's opened up expression in that way. And, yeah. and then kind of back to face question, which I think is about, you know, um, the repression of Catholicism or any religion that, you know, it puts that on women most often, um, but also on men in their own ways. Yeah. Um, have, have you overcome that?
5: Well, I that I can't answer really because I was never repressed. My fact the I, I yeah, talked to my te- I talked to my Wow I, I mean, the only thing my mother ever taught me about sex was don't be a prude. That's the only thing That's amazing. What?
1: <laughs> I mean
5: I mean for your generation, right? Oh, yeah,
3: That's I mean,
0: amazing. Really?
4: Yeah. That's a hallelujah moment right there. Wow. Yeah.
0: For any generation Both of us oh are my lucky. God.
4: We came through really healthy families, yeah, so we yeah. didn't have a lot of garbage that we had to clear up before we could be intimate.
5: But I was thinking, your your dad seemed to always complain about your mom not being willing, and uh, uh, you knew that, and you said that quite a bit when we were first married. I never had a problem with not being willing, so it wasn't it wasn't a problem. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So I can't I have to deal with my garbage. Thanks, Ken. The <laughs> the
4: book, it's all in the book.
2: But I think it's very important to say this, that, and we've said this on the show before, sexuality is spiritual, spiritual connection. It's probably the deepest prayer. We talked about praying before having sex and having that time uh, on this show. Um, I truly believe for me, it's the most intimate Practice, spiritual practice, I can do with someone else. In fact, it is said in some yoga practices, you can't actually be in yoga unless you're with someone else. So, how about divine yoga? That's divine yoga right there. That's
0: it. Okay, (laughs) I
5: I do believe that. And I do believe that uh, when there is a huge amount of love, involved in the sex it's it is definitely a spiritual experience out my mind. one
4: more thing oh. I want to say about yoga though as you get older you become aware of Mother nature pushing that aging on you she wants to age you <laughs> and when I get into yoga and I get into stretches I feel a place where oh that's where Mother Nature's trying to get me to capitulate to age. I'm not going to do it. So I push back on the aging process throughout the whole yoga practice.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I would say the same thing. And I do think it does connect with sexuality and sexuality and yoga and, and spiritual. It's, it's, um, I don't know. It's all tied up together. I'm glad you brought up that
0: question. Yes. I think well, was going to say, I mean, you're a wonderful example of what's possible as far as that openness goes. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard in my entire life anyone say I've never been repressed. I'm like, what, like a mind blowing. So, <laughs> and Rev, Rev Skip, I have to say, you know, our talk that you've shared about, you know, like you said, um, making it, you know, a really conscious act and being spiritual and praying is working in the bedroom. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, oh, I can really? feel, I can feel the personal change, you know, that freedom. Yeah. As a, as a move towards whatever Marilyn and Kent are. <laughs> you know,
2: as, as some of us ministers will say, well, my work is done. <laughs> 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 and so it is, amen. <laughs> you know, the, the other thing to that, Faith, and we also said on that show, we we're talking about spirituality and sex, it's, I would go without and I and you know I'm not it's just something that I'm doing right now for my own personal um, um, healing. I would rather have no sex than to have sex that didn't have meaning and that took me a long time to get there because yeah. when my younger years I was like, okay let's do it um, <laughs> getting very personal what area but these days it's like very much mindfulness. Why am I doing this and why am I in the practice? Because it is so spiritual for me. And I love the fact that I can love myself. Should I say in other words, I can love myself to be with someone else and not have meaning.
5: Yes, exactly. That's interesting because I have a client that I've had for a very long time and he's coming to the same conclusion, which is really a big shift for him. So I want
0: to ask, as we're starting to wrap things up, I mean, what, it sounds like it's a lifelong practice and a daily, you know, leaning into, you know, the best way to love yourself and love each other. But is there in your mind with with this thirsting for more? I mean, what would more look like in your relationship? I
5: mean, well, that's why I read this article. I mean, oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. (laughs) Pages and pages and pages. Yes. The article, I started it and I couldn't believe wow. how many pages it went over in the New wow. York Times. But no, I I think more is just that we have a much deeper spiritual bond. I've been so grateful through the years that anytime I wanted to be involved in something spiritual, I could pull him along. And that worked out. And, you know, that worked out in every area of our life. We both were able to pull each other on to something else. And it was wonderful. And then the other person may try it for a while and say, yeah, this isn't me. And that that's okay. But it's that you're willing to try something new all the time.
4: So for me, the question always is, is it fun? I'll do it. But if it's not fun... Then I'm not going to do it because at this point in my life, I only want to have the highest energy, the highest vibration of love and lack of fear and separation. I I can choose to stay in that energy field we really we mm. consciously do that with each other for each other
2: yeah that's beautiful that is so beautiful and i just want our listeners to get a chance to know where can they find you and tell us where can people contact with you when they want to expand their love life and get some counseling or some energy or whatever and your community where can people find your community
4: okay it's all the same it's www heart space teachings with an s Dot com. We have a website.
5: We have a website, but then, you know, I'm very free with giving out my telephone number. They can call me, you know, 408 448 1628, and they can call me. Um, she
4: loves know.
5: to. I, I love to talk personally. Yeah. I'm not a that likes to do a lot of, you know, texting and online. Uh, stuff. I mean, I do it, of course, because I need to. But she's know.
4: one of those people. When you stand in the line at a, cl- a clerk at the uh, safe at the checkout at the grocery store, people start talking to her and telling oh. her things. It's just amazing.
2: That's amazing. That is so amazing, Reverend Jackie. Are you speaking this week? Are you back Uh, in your uh,
3: Yep. We're in the Lost in Translation, so we'll be part two for that. Let me tell you a story. (gasps) (laughs) Yeah. Revisiting the Bible, the scripture in a new way and offering
0: healing. So,
2: yeah. I love it. That's beautiful. Faith Rivera, where are you singing this weekend, girl?
0: I'm I'm being with the kids at football oh, games. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was with Unity Winward. I think I'll be back there again in March. So, yeah, I'm going to be watching all y'all. Awesome. How about you, Rev Skip? What's going on, yeah, you? Yeah,
2: this weekend I am speaking at uh, Center for Spiritual Living for Lauderdale, my church, my space. And um, I'm speaking on grief to resilience. And it's a journey. And I'm talking a lot about... The Black History Month. And, and, and I wanted to say at the top of the show, because it's still Black History Month, y'all. So yes. and I'm talking and I'm speaking about the middle passage. You've, you've never studied the middle passage of what our slave ancestors, enslaved ancestors went through to get here. Talk about moving from grief to resilience mm-hmm. to what? A president? <laughs> Obama? Mm-hmm. So we're talking about the journey of that. So I'm I'm very excited because I haven't spoken um, on on uh, Black History Month yet. So, you know, this is my week to do that. And I'm very excited about this. So.
0: It's going to be yeah. powerful. Yeah. Go ahead, Marilyn. Tell us about HeartSpace teachings. So I just wanted to
5: tell you that, that mm-hmm. at HeartSpace last Sunday, I talked about how beautiful it was that the Love Month and the Black History Month. Yes. Coincided. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yes. That's right. Yes. 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 So we so, have to so thank
0: you again, Kent oh, yeah. and Marilyn Pels, for just sharing your story, your heart, and your insight on what it means to have a loving relationship. I mean, I'm le- I,
2: <laughs> I learned so much. I learned so much. <laughs>
3: beautiful relationship you. thank you for sharing your testimony in <laughs> your heart you love, love you all, you. Love yeah. you
5: all.
3: Yes. and then next week we're going to wrap up this month of love on recovering from heartbreak yes, yes. yes. we've, we've June got a Dillinger. licensed yes. unity teacher and coach June Dillinger will be with us yes
2: so yes. excited for that one too so excited <laughs> <laughs> we have a good month good month of yes. shows yes thank all you can right.
5: be hey, a year long, not just a month Yes, right, yes.
2: exactly. I hey, <laughs> Jeff, thank you so much, Jeff. We love you, our producer, <laughs> Jeff. Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, well, Blessings, thank everyone. You. Heather, aloha.
2: Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice
4: of an awakening world.